Hello, you're listening to the PC3 Parent Network podcast, and this is episode 10. We hit the double digits. Yay, double digits. One zero. Can you believe that? We are like, you know, no longer a child, or are we? Is a 10-year-old still a child? Yeah, I don't know. Um, 10 is the number we use anytime our daughter asks for something that we don't want to give her yet, like marbles. She really wants marbles, and I'm not ready yet, so we say, when you turn 10. Wow, that's pretty good. So everything is 10. Yeah, we're, we're in the phase now with our, our middle schoolers where they both want phones. And, you know, uh, we've talked about this, I think, on yeah. other episodes that we are the, the weird parents who have not given our kids phones yet. So we're using 18. 18. We're Ooh. joking. We're joking, Woo. of course. But <laughs> it's fun to say, yeah, when you're 18, you get a phone. Yes. So, yeah. It, anyway. um, every now and then when we find something and Hattie will ask if she can have it, we'll say, no, not today. And she says, so when I turn 10. <laughs> <laughs> you conditioned it. Yes, it yes, works. great. 10, yeah, that's great. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, well, we're glad to be here uh, with you on the podcast, episode 10, and we'll tell you in a minute who we're going to interview. But Marcy, what's going on? I, I want people to hear again, because it just sort of keeps, I think, going crazy, mm-hmm. um, this phase one moms group that we have here in the Parent Network. Talk about that a little bit. Gosh, it's so cool. I, sometimes I hesitate to tell people about it, because when you hear that a church has a moms group, they think it's going to be really organized and <laughs> like, oh, no. Um, so literally, uh, I choose the topic the week before um, we meet. Sometimes I find a speaker early in advance. Um, but I typically pick our topics based on something I'm struggling with as a mom because I'm living that phase yeah, with them. Right. Um, but we I checked our Facebook the other day. And we have 128 moms Unbelievable. on our phase one moms group Facebook page. That's crazy. And it is so incredible. And not all of these moms go to our church. A lot of them are just members of the community who are hearing about it. And um, I think the enticing factors that we provide childcare. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we recently, our last meeting, we had one of our very own moms just talk about she's a nurse um, and she talked about nutrition and how we, even in the crazy and busy lives we lead as moms, find ways to keep ourselves healthy and our kids healthy by, you know, watching what we eat. And it hit me hard because I can't tell you how many times I get home from work and I'm like, here's a bag of goldfish. Go watch TV. I'm done. I got to cook dinner. Um, and it was really, it was really great to hear the feedback and just a lot of conversation about, um, anxiety and things we struggle with as in our pursuit of thinking we need to be perfect but knowing we don't need to be perfect um and it's something that liz actually i'm sorry yeah no (laughs) set it up let's go in our in the interview you're about to hear from liz and rick schaefer she touches on it and it was so awesome to hear that from a mom who survived it yeah right yeah, and so you know, one of the things that's, um, you know, we've done a lot here in the Parent Network, and the Moms Group is definitely that, and a lot of the, the, the big events that we have, we'll put parents together to kind of uh, talk to people that are in their same phase, mm-hmm. right, and to be able to kind of get advice from folks in their same phase. And in the interview that you're about to hear, it's a little bit different because um, we're going to interview Rick and Liz Schaefer, and uh, they'll introduce themselves, so I won't kind of go into that right now. But Rick and Liz have um, adult children. And so they have kind of been through every phase. And so what we wanted to do was to sort of dip into some of that wisdom of some people that have been through it already mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to kind of hear what it is that they did and how they survived and not just survived, but how they thrived. Um, and you're going to really enjoy hearing uh, from Rick and Liz because they have just a lot of great kind of practical advice. And we've already decided they're coming back for another podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. So we'll jump into that now, and then after you hear from Rick and Liz, Marcy and I will come back and, and wrap it up. Well, I'm here with my friends uh, Rick and Liz Schaefer. Rick is the uh, pastor of adult ministries here at Port City Community Church. 
That's Welcome right. To the podcast, Rick and Liz is Thank you. Uh, the brains behind the organization. That's right. And I, the beauty. Oh, see, nice. Pish nice. tash. Very nice. Uh, and so this is a podcast on a marriage. Just kidding. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> you should have seen their face. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so I've known uh, Rick and, and, and Liz ever since I started here at Port City about five years ago, and, and they have been around here for a long, long, long time. And um, <clears throat> when I first got to met Rick, he was uh, hailed as uh, just amazing wisdom, uh, and I have learned that to be true. Oh, so, I thought you were going to say you were let down. No, no not at true. all. I have learned that to be true. And so I'm going to let Rick uh, is true. and Liz kind of tell a little bit of their story of how they got plugged in here at Port City, a little bit of their life maybe before that. And then we'll get into talking about their kids. They have adult kids. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about all that. So this is going to be a great podcast kind of looking at um, parenting over a long, long, long haul. And yes. so Rick, tell us a little bit about kind of you guys, your story in a nutshell, if you will. Okay. Well, we've been married coming up on 35 years now. And we've moved a lot. Um, and cool. uh, so in 2001, late 2001, we moved back to Wilmington. This was our second time here. And uh, we had been um, a part of a large church in Arkansas before we moved here. So we were looking for uh, something kind of similar because the boys liked it. We liked it as a family. It took us a while to find Port City, which wasn't large at the time. It was about three, 300 people. Wow. Uh, but this would have been in uh, Mayish of 2002, yes. I think. Yep, that's uh, right. So that's that's how we got connected with Port City. It was kind of that that church that we all went home in the car and said, "Yep, this is it." That's you know, where we want to be. All right? four of us. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So talk about your journey here at Port City. Um, been uh, been involved really uh, ever since then. Um, I guess one thing that we did most consistently together for 11 years was we volunteered in Grow Zone. Every um, week. Every week. Wow. We are uh, Grow Zone Security. Wow. And Grow Zone is our preschool ministry for those yes. of you listening outside mm-hmm. of Port City. So, yeah. So, uh, involved in that. I was also on the board for a season, uh, very involved in missions for a long time with our missions director here. Um, and all the while, I was uh, working in industry. I had a, a job in the life science industry at that time. And then uh, five years ago, um, Mike came and said, I've got an offer that you can't refuse. <laughs> and so came on staff uh, February five years ago. Fantastic. <clears throat> right about the same time I did. So it's been fun. Uh, to almost come. exactly the Do same time. I think we were at the first staff meeting. Same, same one. <clears throat> yeah, very good. Okay, well, tell us about your kids. Liz, tell us about your kids. All right, well, we have two boys, um, and somehow they are adults because one day they're, they're babies, so the next you know, I tell people don't turn around yeah, <laughs> because right. one day they're babies and you turn around. And our oldest, Tom, um, is 31, and our younger son, Daniel, will be 29 in May. Wow. Um, they're That's both crazy. married, lovely, fabulous, fabulous girls. They are such a gift to me. There's all those stereotypes and mother in law jokes, and um, I'm very grateful for the gift mm. that they are to That's me. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, and so so your boys were obviously very involved in church growing up. So maybe just talk a little about sort of their church experience growing up. Hmm. Well, as Rick said, we've moved very often. Yeah. Um, so they were always, you know, in nursery and then in Tennessee and West Virginia. They would I would bring them to church when I went to the Tuesday morning ladies' prayer. Um, a lot of churches, you know, had the children's church thing where they'd sit with us a little bit in the service and then go to children's church. 
And when we were in Arkansas, the church that was very similar to Port City, they actually, they volunteered um, with younger children during the service. Um, so that was really cool and got very involved in the youth group and everything. And when we moved here, Port City was very young, so they had opportunities um, that they probably might not have today. Um, Tom worked on the website, and he was 13-ish. Wow. Um, and then when Daniel got to be about that age, um, he started working and volunteering in sound and production, so they really, and then they were they were here. <laughs> yeah. Forever. So Tom was involved um, in the band playing music. <clears throat> Um, on Sundays back in the day. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Daniel actually uh, got involved with sound and production when um, Overflow was meeting at the old Studio 3 behind McAllister's wow. Deli here. that's very cool. And they just needed somebody to do it, so he got plugged in doing that. And he learned it well. He's really, really, really good at oh, it. Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about parenting <clears throat> a little bit, and mm -hmm. let's think, think back to when your, your guys were – or younger. So what are some of the earliest parenting memories that you guys have? Um, well, there's two sides to every coin. So <laughs> I remember, um, you know, when our youngest or our oldest was an infant and had colic, I remember just sitting on the stairs in our house and crying with him because there's nothing I could mm, do. I yeah. couldn't find a football hold or a lap hold. Um, and my life philosophy is that no one should ever cry alone. I guess that applies to babies. Um, so I do remember that. I have very fond memories of the middle of the night uh, feeding times with my boys, just in the dark in the rocker, just being quiet or singing quietly, um, just getting on the floor and playing with them. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for most of those years, and you do want adult conversation, <laughs> but we were on the edge of town. So I would go next door. There was a lovely couple. They were in their 70s, had never had kids, and they were thrilled for me to bring a baby and then a toddler over for them to coo over and I got to talk to adults Very for a cool. few minutes. So when you didn't have kind of that community because of where you were, you just kind of created it. I did and wow. it was, it was the cool. elderly neighbors, which was really in another um, woman up the block. So it was really not typical, but it was really lovely. And they encouraged me that you know, I was doing okay. That's great. That, that's a, a really great picture of what we talk about a lot around here of needing intergenerational relationships when it comes to raising our kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you know, even though it wasn't family, you just, you created it, you yeah. found it because you yeah. knew it was important. Cool. Yeah. yeah and they, they enjoyed it too, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Rick, anything yeah. you remember about the early, early years? Well, other than the complete sense of lostness when we first brought our oldest home from oh, the hospital yes. and had no idea what we were doing. Um, really, really, my memories start kicking in about the time that, that they uh, become toddlers and they start throwing balls and, you know, they, a lot more interaction. That's, that's kind of when, <clears throat> when I perked up. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, you were ready to engage. Yeah, yeah. and, and the, the most special times to me, thinking back to those, those early days, and it, it was a little further along, where just times when they would come, quote, help dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, sure. With the, the things that I was doing, you know, just the different chores. Um, I remember times in Tennessee, we built a house in Tennessee. And for some reason, the bank didn't care that we didn't have a deck on the back of the house. And we had a nine-foot drop from the, the doors down to the ground. <laughs> but it really bothered them that we didn't have the yard sowed with seed. So uh, we borrowed Seriously. a tractor and we, we graded out the, the yard and it was, it was just a lot of fun to have uh, the kids riding on the tractor with me and helping yeah. to pick up 
roots and <clears throat> twigs and uh, just working together like that. And then when we did get around to building the deck, um, digging the holes for the footings mm. and uh, setting them down in the holes, you know, they look like <laughs> little groundhogs and uh, see if they the can holes. fit in the hole or not. Yeah, favorite and, picture, uh, just was, their head show. It was just them, uh, you know, at that age, they weren't so helpful, but it was yeah. just them helping dad yeah. um, do what what I was doing. Yeah. And those are really good. Memories. Well, that's really cool. And I'm thinking through a lot of the things that we typically talk about around here when we're encouraging and equipping parents. And what you're talking about is just being present. Yeah. And how, you know, just give your kids time, even if it's when you're doing something. Uh, and they can just kind of come along because what they want to they want to be with their parents, especially trying, right. at that age. That's right. That's great. OK. All right. So as they kind of got a little bit older mm-hmm. in their elementary school, maybe what are some parenting wins that you guys can remember when they were in the elementary school years? Hmm. Um, this was a win at first more for me, but it bore fruit in their lives. It was like just before elementary school. I just um, the details are fuzzy and I think that's God's grace. <laughs> but I do remember just one day one of the boys did something that just made me so angry. And I always cry when I tell the story because what could a three year old do to make you so angry? And I just remember standing there saying basically, you know, for God's sake, go to your room before I hurt you because I didn't mm. want to hurt my child. And it's like, okay, this is not good. And But I went and got help. And I remember um, talking with our pastor. This was in West Virginia. Um, I don't even remember what we talked about anymore. I do know he said, you're in your 30s. This is pretty typical for people to start thinking their lives. And um, I did grow up in what I would describe as an angry household, never knowing when the hammer would fall or why. And I did not want that for my children. Um, so it doesn't really sound like a win, <laughs> but that day just brought me to the point where my children were not going to grow up mm. in fear. Mm. So I chose to go and get some counseling yeah. and talk through things and get some help. And I think if you ask them, I don't think they were ever <laughs> afraid of me. In fact, I knew early on you can't really force a child to do anything. And mm. once they catch on to that, you're in trouble unless you have you know, a relationship So that was kind of my focus. Um, And in the elementary years, I just, um, I just, this doesn't sound weird, but I really just loved being home with my kids. They did go to public school through first and third grade each. Um, And that was a good experience for them. Got out, you know, made more friends and we made friends together. And I hate to say it, but those years are a little fuzzy because they were a long time ago (laughs) other than the videos that they watched over and over you know with the the cement trucks and um and they played together well you know tom on his faux electric guitar and daniel you know on the keyboards or on a drum and just singing um loudly yeah together yeah that's <laughs> it great was, it that's was great. really fun hey and i think it was just what you just said a minute ago was such a gift to parents out there who know that they need help and what we kind of run into is a lot of parents who they're scared to kind of ask for and go for help because parenting is this sort of sensitive thing oh, right. Yes. right and so right. thank right. you for sharing that you, you knew you needed help and you went and got it that was um, a turning point for yeah. me i just <clears throat> but yeah i mean it's you're afraid of what people will say what they will think um Mm. Yes, it is. It is a hard thing, but I am so grateful. And again, I have no idea what Pastor Dennis said to me all those years ago, but he really, he really made a difference. Mm. That's fantastic. So I'm grateful. Yep. How about you, Rick? Anything you can remember that would be some wins when they were kind of in elementary school? Well, I think uh, 
one of the things that just stands out again are the, the times that we spent together. I'd kind of go a different direction than, than Liz did. Um, you know, I worked all the time. Uh, I traveled a lot. So I wasn't as home uh, nearly as much as she was, obviously. But just those chances when we did get home, we spent a lot of time um, going to, to parks, um, uh, state parks, mm -hmm. uh, taking the dog. And, uh, you know, just, just those memories, I think, for all of us were really, really good memories, good times. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really extraordinary about any of that. We just, just spent time together yeah, again. Yeah, that's great. You know. That's great. All right, we're going to keep progressing up the, the kind of the timeline here. So let's mm -hmm. talk about uh, kind of the, the middle school and high school years, the dreaded teenage years. That's what most oh, people yeah. call it. Um, mm -hmm. Was it was it like a dreaded time for you guys, or, or how was it? Well, it it was not. And, and yay, I'm so glad to hear you say that because <laughs> I'm tired of parents seeing like, oh no, my kids are going to be in middle school and high yeah. school. It's going to be terrible. Doesn't well, have to be. And and some of the best advice that we got was um, we spent a few years at Youth with a Mission in Arkansas and we had friends whose children were older than ours and they had an excellent relationship with their teenage daughters and I don't remember exactly again what they said but what I took away from that is often you get what you expect so often and I don't know why parents do this it's almost like we're trying to discourage each other but someone will see someone with a two-year-old just you wait until mm -hmm. he's three yeah. or they'll see someone with a daughter and say well just you wait you know until she's 15 um, and they really encouraged us you know you yeah. expect the best and you you treat your children well and relationally and there are always ups and downs oh that's so good but it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be well they're just a teenager that's what you get and then you know wash your hands because yeah. that doesn't help anything yeah I was having that conversation with a f with a friend and his name is Phil and you know, I was basically just telling him, uh, "Here it comes. My kids are preteen, so it, we're ready. Here it comes." And you know, he just looked me in the eye and he says, "It doesn't have to be like that." Yeah. Just completely changed my my vision for my kids. And uh, like Liz said, um, to some degree, you do get what you expect. Yeah. Um, and uh, we 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 changed our our view of what the teen years could be like. And by and large, they, they were different than what we expected them to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so. fantastic. I'm living in that right now. Karn and I just decided a couple of years ago that we weren't going to let sort of the negative energy around, you know, yeah. teenagers, right. which, you know, we've been in youth ministry all of our lives. <laughs> so we know that that's not true. Yeah. But as a parent, we just weren't going to let that negative energy seep into our thinking. And, you know, our mm -hmm. kids are only in middle school, but we feel like they're pretty darn good middle school kids we're doing yeah. all right i mean yeah. we're having fun as a family well exactly yeah. exactly and with saying that though i do want to say i did homeschool our boys through junior high and senior high so we were home together all the time so it was a good test of that and there were days where i would go in my room lock the door and go to the other side of the room and curl up on the floor and just cry and say god i don't think i want to do this anymore mm. but i kept it quiet i yeah. cried quietly <laughs> because i love my children and i didn't want it to be a manipulative oh look at you you made mom go and cry yeah, right. again um the good part about being together so much is when there were problems we had time to work it through instead of having a fight in the morning go off to school go to sports do homework go to bed at 10 o'clock at night and then you know when would you have time to resolve that so there were days where one son would go in his room and shut the door because he didn't want to hear me going at it with the other one and vice versa. So I, I do want to say that, you know, we're all still human. That's right. Um, Life is real. It That's is very right. real. 
But one of the pluses of homeschooling um, was that the boys had time to volunteer here at Port City and have that time to play music and do the website and learn the sound. Um, I'm not sure how easily that would have been done. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I'm, I think they're still okay that we homeschooled them. I do have people say I can't tell that they were homeschooled, and we all take that as a win, <laughs> which sounds mean, but yeah, right. there are stereotypes, and, and sure. so they've, they've done well for themselves, oh, they're great. I think. They are great. So, Okay, and so now you're parenting young adults, which are, they're, I guess they're kind of even moving maybe out of the young adult phase already. Is that true or well, not? 31, yeah. Yeah. 29. Okay, so 31. you've been through this decade, right. really, mm -hmm. of parenting young adults. So talk about what that's been like. Well, I think one one thing that um, kind of goes along with the, the teen years, late teen years, that has played out, I think, in adult years, um, was that I was, Liz and I really both were really intentional about um, this idea of release, of preparing kids to be adults and then releasing them. Mm -hmm. And with each of the boys, when they turned 18, um, I took them away and sat them down and had a conversation with them basically saying, you're adult men now um, and I'm here for you for the rest of your life. I wanna help whenever you ask for help, but I'm not gonna give it if you don't ask and mm -hmm. uh, you're on your own. You, you know, you're, you're um, in control of your life now. And uh, we had that conversation with both and I think it's really helped to, um, it's helped them to know kind of where the boundaries are yeah. and um, just to feel that freedom to carve out their own course and it's not about mom and dad telling them what to do or how they should live or uh, whatever because we made it a really clear point uh, when they turned 18 to say you're we're releasing you as as men wow. as adult men and just the, like a milestone for them i'm sure it mm -hmm. really was yeah. you know? and that that really came from the time that we were in missions i had been told um, you'll know what, how good of a missionary you are depend, um, by how you raise your kids. Mm -hmm. So if you raise your kids to release them as adults, you will also have a good understanding of what it is to uh, plant a church and, with the intent of releasing it. And I would say the other way is just as, just as uh, true, that, um, that in our interactions with people, if, if we don't have this dependency mindset that goes on and on and on forever, but we always have a vision to actually release them, prepare them to be released, um, to be on their own, um, that helps us understand how to raise kids too. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Give them responsibility and help them live into it. That's right. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. What about for you, Liz? What about kind of during the young adult years? What's been good for you? Um, well, even on this releasing thing, it helped give me boundaries because <laughs> mm -hmm. I said, I'm sorry, they're still living at home. Can't we have a curfew? So I'm not waking up at one in the morning <laughs> wondering where they are. And the answer was no, they're adults, they're released. Um, so it was it was nice because that was kind of a transition um, into, well, they've always been friends, but we've never done the like the buddy buddy thing you know so often parents want to be friends that they're not yeah, the parent right um, and we were definitely the parents um, they could give you lots of stories of that but because they weren't fighting for that independence we could be friends because hmm. I take think, the pressure off yes because yeah. otherwise if if, if <clears throat> and I, I don't know about other women but for me that temptation is always there here have some soup I'm cold put a jacket on even when they're 30 
but because they didn't have to be fighting to be separate. I think it gave us that freedom, you know. Yeah, I laugh because, because, uh, you know, I'm creeping up on 50. Can't believe I just said that. And, you know, when I talk to my mom, it's, yeah. do you have your coat on? It's cold That's in Wilmington right. today. It's all the weather. <laughs> so oh, yeah. It is so We can't true, help right? it. <laughs> I, I think some of that is, I mean, mom's always going to be mom, right? Yeah. But um, I think that, that relationship with dad, especially, um, just to know um, that, especially for men, for sons especially, that they, uh, they have that freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, we're always here if they want it. You know, if they want help, we're here, and we've we've told them that. Yeah, but, and they believe that, and they know that. But mm-hmm. they yeah. they they need to ask for it. Sure, know. sure. It's funny, like on another realm. I've kind of had to check myself recently on on trying to figure out how often do I give unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In my life, answers to questions they're not asking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people. You know, we'd be mm-hmm. in a conversation with someone, and they're talking about something, and instantly, yeah. I want to tell them what I think they should do. And we all do. They didn't yeah. ask. We all have that tendency, <laughs> and it's really bad with our kids. I'm sure, yeah. especially mm-hmm. as they get older. So that's that's yeah. good wisdom. Just to, they got to ask. Yeah. In, in order to get the help. Okay. Yeah. Man, y'all have dropped a lot of parenting wisdom already. Ah! Y'all are probably coming back to the podcast if that's okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love sure. to come back. But yeah. let's finish up with um, what are, what's some other kind of best parenting advice that you would give? And remember, we've got folks listening from okay. their kids who were just born to, you know, uh, to young adults. So what's your best parenting advice? I would say two things. The first is my mother always said, if you can read, you can do anything. I would add the caveat. <laughs> except for knit and crochet patterns because they're Greek to me. But I always told our boys, you know, if you can read, you can do anything. Mm. So that's like a feet on the ground thing. The other piece, and I know it's a cliche, but it's true, is that the days are long. Some days are really, 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 really long, but the years are so fast and it's, it's a season. Babies are a season and then toddlerhood is a season and middle school and high school and it's you know you're closing in on 50 we're nearing nearing 60 and our kids are adults and it has flown by so Mm -hmm. you have to choose to enjoy the season you're in recognize yeah some days are really hard but it's a season and focus on on the not as hard days because those are the things you want to remember those are the stories you want to share later Mm, that's great when they're grown up that's great rick what you got i would go back to um some of the the favorite times that I had when they were young was when they were helping me do things. Um, I think that's also one of the biggest regrets that I have was that I wasn't more intentional in that area. Um, I once met a Mennonite farmer and spent some time with him and he had to replace some struts on the front of his car and he was just so intentional about calling his son over and saying, okay, you're gonna watch me do this one and then I'm gonna watch you do the other one. And that same day, um, the daughters were making us homemade donuts, you know, and mm. they were, these were young girls, you know, standing over a boiling vat of oil, <laughs> you know, uh, making donuts for us. And I just wish I had been a lot more intentional about um, calling my kids into the things that I was doing mm. and uh, not letting it be so opportunistic. I would have, I would have liked to have... Um, planned it that way yeah that fits great with what we have been talking about around here of just intentional parenting mm-hmm. yeah. and in every way shape or form as parents we, we need to be more intentional about the way that we're engaging our kids and leading them and helping them grow in their faith so absolutely yeah. man good stuff 
Well, thank you all very much for spending time with us. Anything thank you, else? Sash. Oh, thanks uh, for doing this. Thank no you worries, for No worries. No worries. We'll talk to you all again. All righty. Thanks. So we hope you enjoyed that interview with Rick and Liz Schaefer. They are so much fun and just a lot of wisdom when it comes to raising their boys. And uh, I think, like I said in there, they will be back to talk again. So Marcy, after hearing that interview, what are a couple things that sort of jumped out at you? Oh, so many things. Um, one thing that I really appreciated was the conversation about not um, expecting them to behave a certain way just because of their age and not to allow other people to influence you. Um, but my favorite, favorite thing was the discussion about them serving mm, as a family yeah. together and encouraging their kids to serve. Um, I know that Liz talked about how she had, like in our next podcast, we'll focus more on like the progression of faith in children and yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, their participation in that. And that's awesome. But I think the conversation of talking about how important it was for them as a family to serve, not just together, but for their kids to serve and for, you know, Rick to get involved in missions and Liz elsewhere that is such a huge part of your walk. Yep. And by setting that example to their kids, not only are they learning to serve like Jesus did, yep. and how much more of a connection can you have with Jesus when you know, when you're serving? Yeah, that's right. Um, that's awesome. But I think there's also that aspect of you know, serving together and building those memories yeah. together is awesome. I have a lot of families who serve together in Grozen. And it's so cool just to watch them have this common denominator, no matter how their child's age difference and, you know, parents' employment, they're gone all the time. And you've got this kid's in this sport and this kid's yeah, in that. Right. But we all come together on Sunday and serve. This is serve. what we do together. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. And in knowing Daniel and Tom, their, their kids, and sort of uh, I got to know them in their early young adult years, that sort of um, – culture or that idea of kind of service being a part of your life mm -hmm. it, i mean you could feel it in in the two boys yeah quite honestly it's just kind of who they are now and what they did so cool when, when they were here so that was pretty awesome uh, a couple things i love number one i loved how we kind of got to uh talking about the just being intentional as a parent and obviously how you know we have yeah. here at the parent network wanted to to really encourage all of us as parents to be more intentional and you know for for rick and liz to sort of talk about that and then the other thing was just Liz you know, this is so awesome I think about a lot of the different things that we people we've talked to in the parent network is Liz just being so honest about hey you know there was this moment where I just went in the bedroom and curled up on the floor and you know had to just have a cry and this is hard and I went and sought help uh, but I like the parent. part where she shared that she told her son to go to his room <laughs> or she was going to hurt him <laughs> That's real parenting right there, isn't it? It's legit. It happens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I've said this on more than one occasion. What the heck you know, am I doing being one of the people leading this parenting charge? We had a moment just honestly last night in our house where we're, you know, Carter and I are looking one direction, kind of dealing with one kid who's falling apart, and then we look in the other direction, and we're having to deal with this other kid that might have made some poor choices, and just we're literally, it's like a tennis match. We're talking to her. We're talking to him. We're talking to her. We're talking to him. We're talking to her. We're talking to him. We're we're like, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> anyway. It would be fair if they would just bring their problems to you one at a time. Yeah, right. Just it, not all. Yeah, not all at once. It happens, it happens in toddler world and it just never stops. Never ends. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> That's why we're trying to equip and encourage one another That's to right. help our family walk with God. So That's right. Uh, well, on that note, there's a couple things coming up in the parent network and here at Port City that we just want people to know about. So, Marcy. So great. Yeah, talk about this. This is event happening. Finally. Yes. A good, finally. Finally. And a big event for mothers oh, and man. sons. Oh man, I have right? been so jealous for almost 
three years not yet three years of yeah. daddy daughter dance yes, and i've always said where's my mother son event and it's coming it's it coming is. in april or may yeah. we're looking at the calendar kind of adjusting some things and trying to find a great time for parents yeah. and moms in general yeah. um but I'm so excited. Yeah, don't sort of tell people what it is, but if you kind of know what the event might be, excited as mom? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. I really hope it works out. And even yeah. though, you know, my son won't be two until April, I think that this will still really appeal to him. Yeah, that's So that's awesome. exciting. Yeah, we tried to try to figure out a great event that appeals to kind of an, a wide age range mm-hmm. of mothers and sons. And so uh, our hope is to be able to release that information and date. Let's go for our next podcast. Let's say that by our next podcast, we're yes. going to tell everybody what this is yes. and start advertising and going for it. Um, also, want to let, let you know that you know we've we've talked, I think, on an earlier podcast about uh, a desire we have just to continue to help and encourage uh, parents who have children of special needs. And so, we're going to have an event on Monday, April twenty third. That's a Monday night, uh, just to invite parents who um, who that that's your situation and that's your family to come here to our church and just have a conversation and to encourage and equip one another. And so we've got some good friends um, here at the church who are going to help us plan that. And so more information is going to be coming out about that soon. So if you are or you know of um, uh, some parents who have children with special needs, we would love for you to be a part of that night and come just be encouraged uh, and equipped. Absolutely. um, We'll let you know more about that too. And then uh, if you're listening to this pre-April 1, Marcy, tell everybody. uh, Or March 31st. Or March 31st, that's right. Or March 30th. Yeah. Anyway, it's Easter weekend, right? Well, definitely you guys will want to check out our website if you attend a campus outside of Wilmington because our Easter services vary from each campus. But I'm excited to share that we here in Wilmington are going to have services on Friday, Good Friday, at 7 p.m., which is March 30th. We will not have childcare at that event, but it's going to be awesome. I, from what I understand, it's more like night of worship style. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a Good Friday. Yeah. Ready for. I have a lot of volunteers who are really pumped to go to that, so then yeah. they can serve all weekend. That's cool. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and then on Saturday, March thirty first, we have our three and five p.m. services, and both Treasure Island, our elementary school ministry, and our preschool ministry grow zone will both be open, as well as April first for the 9, 11, and 5 p.m. services. Yeah, happy Easter. And, you know, in the past we've always said, oh, no, the 11 o'clock is so crazy, but I'm going to tell you guys right now, you come to the service that you can come to. Yes, it, Don't right. worry about the crowd. Don't worry about parking. We will make yeah. space. We will make it happen. And trust me, you are going to be loved. That's right. And we are going to enjoy having you at whatever service you have. And we cannot wait to see you. That's right. That's right. We also have a sunrise service. Oh, that's, that's right. New. Yeah, around oh, the lake, man. outside. So I um, – yeah, You're not coming, so you're not yeah, thinking about it, right? Yeah, sunrise service. Services just don't really fall into <laughs> You'll my be getting ready for that life morning, right? right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. we'll see. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we'd love to have you be a part of Easter at Port City if you're uh, in the Wilmington area or if you're in Jacksonville or New Bern or Leland. Come to another one of our campuses. We're so excited. And don't forget to, uh, when you need more resources or just you want more information, go to our website. It's parents.portcitychurch.org parents.portcitychurch.org new stuff going up there all the time as well as follow us on social media uh, really twitter and instagram at pc3parents and then on our facebook page uh, the pc3 parent network so marcy thanks for being here again today of course happy to do it yep have a great day we'll talk to you again soon